2: Dude, I have huge news. Huge news? Huge news.
0: Huge news. Huge beverage news. Huge beverage news. Oh, thank God I thought you were going to tell me you're watching Pregnant again. No,
2: we we, we 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 sleep in separate rooms now. Look <laughs> like at Brady's separate beds. Yeah, we uh we 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 have uh, uh we, have, we have we have we have done our job. It's full house, full yeah, house. Yeah, well they said the world population was dwindling and I'm like Tanya, it's our civic duties. duty. That's right. Step up yeah. to the plate come on. It it's our country. civic duty here and so I, I sold her on that plan and now we have four kids. Yeah. Um let's do this real quick, Zach. i I bring coffee news when I when I get coffee news, and I've got two pieces. Of one is big time, one is eh, a little bit smaller. But uh, the Panera Coffee Club, yeah, they, I think they call it the Ultimate Sip Club. Last week you said you ditched this for Seven Eleven. No, I didn't. I ditched Starbucks. Oh, okay. And and here I didn't well, really I didn't I mean, quite ditch Starbucks. Yeah. I just don't agree with this sized uh, coffee. I, I don't, this is the extra large at Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven XL. What is that? Twenty four ounces. Not a clue. <laughs> and um, it's big. It's big. It's big. And so um, this sized coffee or the venti at Starbucks is like four. It's got a five at the end. It's either 465 or 425. It's somewhere in Foursville. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's, it's like a gallon of gas. <laughs> it's
2: like, well, like a gallon of gas. It.
0: Starbucks is That's a right. gallon of gas. You need that Thank fuel you. in the morning. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I never, I never did that math, but that you, now I feel even better about my decision here.
0: It's only half a gallon of gas in California. And I just can't get behind
2: this. (laughs) And here's the thing. I have a hard time when um, Tanya does not like to go out to eat with me. Uh, It could be the company she keeps. You know, it could be me. But uh, I'm not saying she doesn't like to go out to eat with me. I have a hard time enjoying a meal when it's, it's not that it's higher priced, like the quality to price of the food.
0: The value. The the, value. uh, Like it's not
2: a perceived like, like, wow, that is, uh, that's something I can't make at home or. Like there's a lot of things that factor into this irrationality of mine. Okay, yeah. but it's ho- like we went out to lunch like a week ago, and I'm like, oh my god, I just did not enjoy that meal. And she's like, here we go again.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so so
2: now she leaves you at home. <laughs> I, she knows I prefer. I'm a Gosh. homebody like this. She knows I prefer to dine at home, mm-hmm. right? Because. Mm-hmm. I can make well. I'm not as talented as she is, but she makes amazing food. Yeah, right? you, you guys cook a lot. So yeah. Like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she I makes, makes amazing standards. food. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and
2: so like I can't go into Starbucks and go, you know, like if it's if it's the only option I've gotten, I'm out and I and I need fuel. Yeah. because I have said four kids, and they're all like two are in diapers. Right, one is uh, unlimited energy, and one is moody. Yeah, she's a teenager. And so,
0: <laughs> and so <laughs> I almost stepped in it. I yeah, had my filter on. It worked. My filter worked um
2: And so uh, Starbucks is so expensive. So last week I went to 7 Eleven, like, I'm done with it. Star- I go to 7 Eleven, right across the street from where I go. Yeah. And uh, now I will tell you the ambiance at the 7 Eleven is not as nice as the ambiance at Starbucks. I can, I can look past that. But the coffee doesn't really taste that much different to me. And oh, Tim, you're not a coffee connoisseur. Look, I'm telling you, I, they have the machine that grinds it right in front of you. I'm okay with that. It's 237 Yeah. And, 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 and so I, I can do that. But I belong to, so, get, so that's 7 Eleven, right? Mm. But I go back to uh, Panera often because I drop the kids off at uh, daycare. And the Panera's like right all the way. And they've got that coffee membership. They got the, the coffee membership yes. used to be like nine bucks. Yeah. But it was just coffee, coffee, tea, or me. It was just coffee, tea, um, or like hot tea or iced tea. Dude, look at this, Zach. We got right here. Unlimited sip club is expanded. Oh, dude, it's every drink. Is the Panera website? Yeah, Panera website because they're not a sponsor of the show. It's uh, well, for the audio listeners. For the audio, I want to make yeah. Oh, 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 right, 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 yeah, yeah. So it's every fountain drink. It's every drink. Oh wow, and I don't drink soda, but. Uh, I gave up uh, all. But if you do, yes. Yeah, I I gave up all uh, like soda type things uh, at the beginning of 2019. Yes. And so uh, now, but I do drink. Um, uh, not so, it's fizzy water, but it's uh, like uh, like LaCroix, water, or, yeah, Lacroix, uh-huh, bubbly, yeah, yeah, bubbly. Yeah, they have bubbly now at Panera. Did really? Oh, dude, it's lemon lime bubbly. It's my favorite bubbly. Wow. Yeah. And so I'll run in there. I'm grabbing a coffee. I'm grabbing a bubbly. Best value. Now, this is coming from someone who knows about the value of this coffee membership. It's eleven bucks now. They upped the price, so it's eleven bucks.
0: Inflation, Tim.
2: Well, whatever. Yeah. Well, but uh, I drank two hundred and eighty-two cups of coffee at Panera last year. I am getting my money's worth. <laughs> I guess they keep track for you. Yeah, they, that's how they send you a later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's how much. Yeah, eleven say. bucks. Great. There, there it yeah. is, right here on the screen. Yeah, eleven bucks. But look, if you don't belong to this and you got a Panera near you. They're going to give you free unlimited beverages just for signing up till July 4th. You can cancel on July 3rd before you get charged to see if you actually use it. <laughs> hey, that's, so Tim's
0: teaching you how to the game, game the system. That's, that's right. That's the value I'm bringing you on this show. Pinching
2: pennies. The rest
0: of the show might be
2: rubbish, but I, am, I have delivered value here. As a matter of <laughs> fact, I'm thinking we should end the show now before I get to my next topics. Now, but 7-Eleven. In the show notes, so I've had a little issue with the 7-Eleven app. I've bought a couple cups of coffee at 7-Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a punch card. In, in a digital punch card, mm-hmm. like you get, you buy six the more trips, you
0: buy, you get right. your get six, yeah, yeah.
2: buy six, any beverages, get the seventh get one the seventh free. free. Hey, my punch card isn't updating. So I do all the updates I know to do them on my own. And, I'm, and writing to them has been a little bit difficult in the app because the app's not working properly for some reason for me. So get this i called
0: 7-eleven why does that so surprise me so
2: we headquarters their headquarters aren't far from irving ever. irving yeah i was gonna say i used to drive by it i don't work i called 7-eleven yeah and i got the best customer service if i told you if you took the over under on hey did tim get good phone customer service at 7-eleven everybody's taking the no they're taking the under they're like no not even close it's 7-eleven dude I got the best customer service at 7-Eleven. And in the show notes, I'll put the link for Panera so you can sign up. I'll put the link for the show notes, <laughs> I mean, uh, for 7-Eleven's <laughs> phone number so you can plug it into your phone, and you, too, can call 7-Eleven. Oh, my
0: gosh. You need to call both of them and see if they want to advertise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Follow up with them. <laughs> yeah. Send yeah. them the brief. You can, By the you, way, if you, you, you can you, cut out a little, like, yeah, two-minute blur. Cut this, this. Two I,
2: I can do this. I'm a professional broadcaster. I'm going to do it live right now in the air, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. If you are a coffee roaster, an aspiring entrepreneur, if you uh, ship your coffee just locally, but you're like, you know, I'd like to get into that nationwide thing and open up a shop on Shopify, we are available to you. I don't know the terms because I'm negotiating this deal literally on the air with while Danny's grim. Can you get Danny's grimace? Absolutely can. Yeah, there we go.
4: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Yeah, Thanks, but man. if you ship coffee to us, I'm pretty sure we'll do some on-air reads for
4: you. Yeah. Because we see... <laughs> Right, because
2: <laughs> we support small business. Yes, you just have to make sure you send at least two hundred and eighty-two cups. Yes, uh, to, to, of to coffee. The office. Just a yes, a couple yes.
0: nice little b- pound bags of yeah. nice roasted now, coffee.
2: Sure. Now you don't have to be the entrepreneur yourself. Maybe you know the entrepreneur, yeah, and it's
0: got to be pretty good because we're pretty honest. No, nope. good coffee. No, nope, that's but right. Just, it's you're just, not going to promote bad
2: coffee. It just has to be coffee. Let's oh. just start, <laughs> let's just start. Let's just start food, at the basics. food standards high. Coffee standards. Speaking of food standards, so I'm on a navy ship. My second deployment out of three to Iraq. Oh, no. And they pull out the coffee that they're making on this ship, right? And I swear to Jesus, it said 80 or 90%. It said 80 or 90 No, no, 98%. It was 98% coffee. Good oh, Lord. What's the other 2%? That was my first question in my head. <laughs> like, I've said this before. Like, I, I just, there's a can of coffee on a Navy ship. I don't know if they still use it. But they, they got you. Because on this Navy ship in the wardroom, it said Starbucks coffee. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm in heaven. This is going to be half decent coffee. No, no, no. They pulled out the can that they were made. They brewed the coffee with, 2%. and literally said U.S. government issued coffee, ninety eight percent coffee. <laughs> another two percent is just vitamin and mineral, vitamins and minerals. That's all that is. Well, dude, uh, I, I actually think I thought it was wood fillings, and I'm not being uh, facetious Probably because um yeah. the uh,
0: you need your fiber.
2: It was well. <sighs> bugs and dirt. Come there, on, there's uh, the there was shipping. a thing with Parmesan cheese a couple years ago where they caught a lot of the uh, lower standard like the uh generics yeah may uh filling it with cellulose and cellulose is wood and so uh like is this, oh wow yeah is this like the stem cells and pepsi thing is it, is it really wood or are you just saying it can be wood i mean no, what are we... well what stem cells and pepsi that's new to know. me i don't know okay I oh should... you don't want to go down that hole no i sure don't okay hey, thank you great
0: cause,
2: <laughs> thank you zach great because where we're headed is atrville, A-T-R-ville. I, we're gonna hit atrville and then uh, hey will you put in the show notes uh Somewhere really in the beginning, if you don't like coffee, just fast forward to this timestamp. Can do. Thank you. Yeah. i want to do ATRs. And then I, I, I do have something I really want to discuss that dawned on me uh, throughout the week. And I want to share it with folks. And then, of course, we'll go to Hunter, who gives you a watch list. I want to go to uh, Don with all the... Uh,
0: Don's like, ATRs average true range yeah, for those yeah, that don't we're gonna know. We're going to get there.
2: Uh, but Don's like the police. He's like Sting every move he makes dun, 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 dun. are we gonna get censored for that like uh on the youtube are they gonna act? no no so, no the, yeah. the, the
0: the the algorithms will never pick that up <laughs> yeah don's like <laughs> the police like sting yeah
2: for sure don do you like the sting do you like the police hold on before we do that i'm gonna say over and under i'm gonna say no i'm gonna take the no on don really no, yeah i'm gonna take the no on the police right. hunter what do you got i would say no no Danny. I got to go with no. No, yeah, we're, it's a unit. Wow. Now he's going to say yes no, just to the us. No, no, no. Don <laughs> is an honest broker in this regard. He yeah. won't lie. I am, about me. I
1: am honest, if nothing else. And they are, uh, I'll give them a C. Okay. okay. It's a neutral hey, to Mendoza. I don't, I don't dislike them. I don't say, oh my God, the police turn it up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, King of Pain was a great song. That oh. uh, Synchronicity album was pretty good. Synchronous. They had a couple. Is good, that, is that good 84, songs. 85? that's somewhere in that time uh, it was it was college time yeah so around there um i, I didn't think he. i'm like not that. a fan of, of any of sting's solo stuff really yeah,
0: he got a little bit different did sure he did. Yeah, a little david different. bowie got a little bit different uh, david bowie was always different right
2: you knew what, <laughs> you know what you were getting with david bowie he didn't know St- sting was like eh,
3: yeah
1: yeah uh, i don't mind sting okay so went from like having a good time in the police to always having that serious pensive look on his face i'm i am sting. his
2: right. dawson's creek staring out at the abyss on the cw network look yes yeah okay so let's talk atr so uh a lot of people have seen me do this uh but listen stop by the
0: way we had a listener call, well, i'm about to the, set this uh, up uh, yeah okay.
2: so right. listen Stockner's Mark market lovers we gain uh listeners every week okay new people to the tent and to let everybody in under the tent where you are, sometimes we backtrack a little bit. This is going to be one of those days. We momentarily backtrack just for a few minutes where we refresh our ATR knowledge. And we say that because we had someone call in, like Danny mentioned, hey, can you do ATR for me? And normally, I would just do this for you. Like, hey, man, I'm going to send you a screenshot. Uh, let's jump on a phone call or a zoomy, zoom, zoom. And uh, I'll just explain what this means. But it, the call came yesterday. Hey, Danny, why not just do it at the top of the show? So. Good to go. Now I'm going to show you this chart of Tesla. 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 And so what you see on this chart is a couple of things. So obviously the ticker symbol, right? And then this is telling you the time frame here. If you're not familiar with my charts, here is another way to look at the time frame. Here is drawing style studies, which will come into play here in a moment. And then down here on your lower left-hand corner, you're going to see the average true range in two fashions. You're going to see it graphically okay, where I just drew that arrow, and you're gonna see it numerically. And what does that mean? This is the, the, the price traverses over 21 days in Tesla, just about $53.30. So over the course of 20, 21 days, 21 trading days, not 21 calendar days, 21 trading days, Tesla has its average true range of price, top to bottom. High to low. High to low.
0: During the day. In, during the during day, the day. D-
2: during the cash session. 8.30 to 3 o'clock Central, or if you're on the East mm-hmm. East Coast, you can do your math there. Um, $53.30. And so, well, what, what is that information good for? That's where, that's where I, I, we should start. Mm-hmm. So, like, right now, Tesla is up uh, 2%. I'm rounding, okay? It's up 20 bucks, almost 20 bucks. Is that a big move? Because on the news, or maybe on a tweet, or wherever you get your market information. Tesla up 2%, and and you know, and they're all flexing, like, 2%. Oh, Tesla typically travels over the course of a day, a normal trading day, over the last 21 days. Tesla traverses like $53.30. I'm, I'm kind of nonplussed by 20 bucks. I'm not saying you can't make money with it. I'm not saying you couldn't have bought it at the close yesterday and sold the 2% higher today.
0: Said another way, it moves on average more than what it's moving today. A ton more. <laughs> and so, well, Jim, they just hate earnings. Well, that's why
2: I use 21 trading days. Because one day isn't going to, it's it yeah, right. It right. You're smoothing it out. Yeah. Right. And so I believe, and if you believe like me, that everything uh, reverts back to the mean. Then this information is invaluable to you because what it can do is uh, you can set buying strategies off of this simple chart in front of you. Notice I have no eight. I have no average. Excuse me. I have no moving averages on this chart. I do this purposely. Okay. I don't want to. I I know uh, and I value moving averages. Everyone who's following my work knows I like moving averages. I'm not anti. Is there a group out there that's anti moving average? surely surely there is a group is. out there for everything yes they yeah. hate trees and moving averages that's right um i'm not Angi. anti <laughs> yes and hates hate them yeah. yes can't stand them um so sorry don me i was like that's good don yeah, i was like <laughs> thinking of my job i like that um so but what happens is you can get you can get trapped mentally by the moving averages i like, can't get above the 200 and the reason why is algorithms are written to the moving averages algorithms are written to the every trading book you've ever read and why why would they do that why would they do some secret squirrel stuff because it's human nature and every year the markets are grand like this every year see a lot of people get cynical as they spend longer time in the markets daniel and so i don't know why people do that and they get their their, you know they get their old man jeans on right And they do the little, can you get me, Zach, doing old man? Yeah, there you go. Old man movements. Like they look like monkeys, you know? Like, I don't understand back in my day. But every year, this is the beauty of the markets. Every year, new participants come in and commit the same mistakes, the same success things. They do the exact same things that old man did when he or she started trading. That's the beauty of the markets, because the books, there's nothing new in trading. The books are just regurgitations of older books meant for modern day, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I was gonna say it's like the New Testament. I, you know what, I don't know the
1: Bible well enough. Like chapter
2: nine covers it. Like
1: so, <laughs> chapter nine, you said? Chapter nine. I'll yeah, the, the, the Bible just goes by chapters,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> <That> sounds right. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh,
0: don't
2: confuse them, Don. Chapter, chapter 10 is selling. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. There were jokes running through yeah, my head. Yeah, yeah just keep going. Just to keep gonna going, Just going to keep, keep plow right through this. So there's nothing new, all right? I get it. There might be new ways of looking at information, new ways to uh, mine the data, per se. Genuinely, on a consumer level, a human level, there's nothing new. And so the algorithms are programmed to the moving averages. And sometimes I believe I can become constrained, me, I can come, become constrained by the moving averages, even though I know the algorithms are triggered off. the moving averages. So I want to look at this chart set that's in front of you. Back to the charts, Mr. Zach, please. And so I know that if I can graph a few things on this chart, I can glean a ton of information without being mentally constrained by the moving averages. And what, what does that really mean? That means when you look at something, I don't want a predisposed opinion. Boy, can we just get an extra... You got opinion. it. No, no, can no, no, we get it. an yeah, extra... Yeah, yeah, from from Because I tried to combine the words. Don, what's the word I butcher? No, that,
1: that has to wait. That has the, to wait the end. end.
2: Yeah, I, I tried to combine yeah. predisposed and opinion into the same word, and I don't know what the hell that was going to sound like. I wasn't trying on purpose. It dispinion. was just dispinion. Dispinion, dispinion. dispinion, yes. Dispinion. I was, I, so I don't want to be constrained mentally. I want, to, I, don't want to, I want to look objectively is what I'm really trying to say here. And so if I graph, now I'm going to get my marker energized here. If I can graph this line that I'm drawing over, which is the mean, the 21, I, I'm graphing this. I'm drawing on the lower left-hand side of your screen. I'm graphing that number, that 5330 uh, number. If I can graph that, then what I can do is I can see now, if a stock is in my, my, I'm using the words my, 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 because this show, one, is for your edification purposes only, never ever to you misconstrued as advice. I'm showing you something that I do that's worked for me, and it's worked for a lot of you because you write to me. And so that's why I feel very good about talking about it with you. But if you want advice, need advice, seek advice, I need you to write Dan at Revere Asset or 855-CALL-REAL-WEALTH. And I'll show you how to get that information in a little bit. Now, I can now graph one, two, and three of these time periods. And why would I want to do that? Because I want to see if a stock is what? Extended based on facts. So most people on television, Twitter, uh, blogs, whatever, your stocks are expensive, your stocks are extended. And, and they don't really know. And they're just telling you their opinion but I wanna look at it in a factual way. Well, it doesn't mean it's gonna do what I think it's going to do. Those are two different things. I'm gonna to get to that in a moment. You can clean all this up, you're good at it. That's your special superhuman skill. So this one represents one dollars 30 cent period. This number two represents two of those periods, and this number three represents Three of those periods. Well, how would I use that information? As I get to two and three periods above the mean, represented by this number down here, I'm starting to get extended. And the the natural inclination for the market to pull price back or consolidate expands exponentially as you approach two and especially as you leave the two ATR range to the third ATR range. So if you're at home, if you're at home, you're like, do I want to initiate my position, and I'm going to use this one in particular, at 3ATR, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Just because it's at 3ATR doesn't mean it's going to pull back right away. Look, this was earnings. This was a huge earnings move. But every day, trading day, you spend above the 3ATR, you have to be aware that you're gonna wake up one day and it's gonna be down X percent. And whether you're, if you're trading stock, you're like, well, I can handle that. That's no big deal, I can trail, you know, I can trail up the stop, I can do a lot of things. It's probably not, it's gonna be, it might not even be a flesh one. it might be a nick, a paper cut. But if you're trading options and you've got nothing but pure calls on, a move from 1243 gapping lower, as you keep gapping going, oh, but it's Tesla, is going to hurt enormously. The premium you paid for those calls, uh, it's just, it's death. And so you want to be able to do things that that enable you to act consistently in the market. And for me, that means I want to typically buy around the mean, the 21 exponential moving average, because if I start closing below, like, say, this minus 1 ATR, where I'm drawing here, well, I, I pretty much know that it's not working, right? It's, it. it we, we've got the Houston. We've got a problem. So why not? Why not end it? Is it normal for a stock to bounce between one and uh, the negative one ATR in the mean? Yeah, it does it all the time. A okay on both sides. On the both sides. Yeah, yeah. There. And so, if you break out here now, this is a daily chart. So you could do this on a thirty-minute chart. You could do this on a daily chart. You could do this on a weekly chart. But the how you take the trade. What chart you take the trade off of is typically, typically how you want to uh, follow up with that trade. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if you take the trade on a, a weekly chart, do you want to be managing it off of a 30-minute chart? No. And so this information here gets me out of my way. How so? There are a bunch of stocks in this volatile market that are constrained by the 200 simple moving average, right? But they're above the mean. And and there's a gulf between the 21 and the 200, right? Like 50 points potentially. You can make money with that. So I want to know where the stocks are around their mean. Closing above the mean. Maybe they get stopped up at the 200-day. That's good information to have. Perfect. But I could also use one ATR or two ATRs to manage a trade. You could actually, like like Nixon got us off the gold standard, uh, I can get you off the EMA standard. Right, if you want it to be, but I don't think you do. I think you want to never look at one. I mean, rarely is there an opportunity. Is there is there a time that you want to operate with one piece of information? If
0: you get both of those confirming each other, yeah. the exponential moving average and the average true range, then you can be. You you got more probabilities in your favor. It helps yeah, you, and that's
2: that. This is the, the key word here. All of this is probabilistic, it, and so. I'm not looking, uh, someone might say, Tim, this is semantics. I was going to say, I'm not looking to guess. I'm looking to do, I'm looking to put the most probabilities in my favor, understanding that I'm still going to be wrong, potentially, and take action when I am wrong.
0: Because. uh, You even take action when you're right. too. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got to
2: take profits or, you know, whatever. Right. And so look, um, let me show you how to set these charts up, and then I'll, I'll do Yeah, all. I was
0: going to say, because he was asking how to set them yeah, up. I, yeah.
2: So you go to studies, edit studies. If you're on uh, Schwab's platform, I, I, honest to God, uh, I've had trouble setting those up for people. Mm-hmm. And so my best advice is either go to TradingView, which has free charting, or you can do this for free on Thinkorswim. And these are my settings right here. That's what I use. Uh, to get the set. So you can just pause the video, take a screenshot of it, let it live on your desktop, and then, or match yours up uh, to the settings here. I haven't changed these settings ever. I've used them, uh, and I can't begin to tell you how they keep me out of trouble. They're not a panacea. There's nothing that is a panacea. And do I still make mistakes? Yeah, because I'm human, right? You know, uh, you make mistakes to the upside and the downside, but they keep these type of things keep me out of thesisville, right? Mm-hmm. Tesla, Tesla, Tesla's a pretty amazing company, right?
0: Great, great and, managed. Yeah, and, and, and
2: it and it really hasn't followed through with that earnings move, um, but it's that's the market.
0: It's actually acting pretty well considering the way the market's acting. It's bucking the trend against the market. What I
2: get a lot of times is, well, if you sell, if you're more inclined to sell or trail up stops at uh, two and three ATR, what about minus two, minus three ATR on the downside? I don't find it's as effective as a tool to the downside. Because
0: the stock could be breaking down. However, I I will say that if you're hitting that two ATR or even three ATR, and it holds and then the start starts mm. to rally on high volume yeah that could be a lower risk entry point if you're trying to get in early yeah and you can just go to a
2: smaller time frame chart the, the bottom line is uh, now we do this what i just we do this for clients right a lot some people do write in going do you guys manage money we do <laughs> yes we do <laughs> that's our business but we we enable individual investors are we feel that if we empower you to find success in the markets, whether that success means you're making money in the markets, or more importantly, I think in times of tumult, saving yourself, uh, when the market's just water falling down, you are more apt to talk about us, and you are more apt to pass our information along, and that person probably does become a client. That's how, we don't advertise folks, it's all word of mouth, and it's stock nerds and market lovers like yourselves talking about the work that we do here, and, and open sourcing it, and sharing it with you, and. Uh, there's a lot of people that wouldn't do what we just did for you, but we're more than happy
0: to. Can can you put that a
1: lot to add to that too? Please, please go ahead. ATR is probably the single biggest tool that we've added to our arsenal. When you talk about uh, our baseline process and how it's derived from William O'Neill's concepts. And the reason for that is, uh, the, you, you, you can normalize ATR by dividing it by the stock price to determine how volatile a position actually is. So when we're determining our stops and our position sizes and even where we're going to pyramid into a stock, we assign an in-house uh, value to every, every position. And it has to do with the beta of the position and the ATR of the position. Let's compare two stocks real quick. The the typical uh, IBD approach would be, say, if you want to have a 10% position in a stock, your first buy is 5%, uh, your second buy is 3%. If you're up a couple of percent, your last buy is 2%. Now, compare that to a stock like Rose, which has an ATR of approximately, can you bring up Rose, Tim, and see what exactly it is? uh, 345. 345. So divide that by the stock price, uh, 345 divided by 50. Let's get an
3: exact
0: number here. 50 is the average true range. Is that what you're saying?
1: So that, uh, no, 50 is the price of the stock. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. 51 actually. So 6.9%. So that means that bros moves 6.9% on average on a daily basis. Uh, Why would you take the same percentage in bros to start as you would in a stock like Costco, which moves? um, Yeah. uh, 1296,
2: call 13.
1: So 13 divided by 583 is 2.2%. Why would you take the same uh, uh, position size in a stock that has such disparity in how much they move on a daily basis? Uh, If you're you're supposed to set a 7% stop, you could be down the average true range in one day on bros and get stopped out for no reason whatsoever, where it would take almost three ATRs on Costco, a little more than three ATR of a down move to to, to hit your 7% stop. It makes absolutely no sense. So we vary our position size depending on something that we call the Revere Volatility Factor. We assign a value to every stock. For example, Bros got a one point. Uh, Bros got a five. Costco got a one point five. And our stops, our pyramid, uh, how we add to the position, and our initial position size are all factored in based on the average true range of the position. And I don't think enough people talk about this when they talk about, um, uh, buying growth stocks, because they're, they, some of them are just absolute high flyers and you can get stopped out for no reason other than you took too big a position size and it moved a normal range in a day. That's, so big part yeah. of our process. So, so I'd like
0: to jump into, yeah. uh, and I kind of wanted to dovetail on what Don said, cause I was going to kind of bring that up because I was going to say that it actually helps when you when you look at stop, uh, where you wanna have your stops, and it's called a beta adjusted stop loss. So ATR, put a, pull up an ATR chart. Yes, ATR right. is not exactly the same as beta, but it's kind of related.
1: It's basically how much does that stop? So a beta- no, there there's a huge difference between them. You can, you yeah. can get some stocks like gold stocks, that zig when the market sags, they can have a, a beta way below one, but an ATR that's double or triple the market.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. But all I meant was, when they talk about beta, so if, a, if you've got a, of a tech stock and you're comparing it to the NASDAQ or a regular stock that you're comparing to the S&P, the S&P will have a beta of one. Its baseline is one. So if you have a 1.5 beta, that means it moves kind of 50% more than the S&P. If it's got a beta of two, it, now it doesn't mean it moves in tandem. It just kind of moves that much more. Um, a, a beta of one means it kind of moves about the same as the S&P. So, so this is kind of how much daily movement – the stock has on average. Now, Tim was talking about the ATR of one or negative one, like when you're within the normal range is going to be within one ATR, which means one daily average move. So it's either going to be up or down that day within one true rate. When you start getting in the two ATRs, now that that happens much less frequently with, than within the one ATR. When you get to three ATR. That's pretty unusual. That happens a small percentage of the time—five, ten, fifteen percent, maybe, depending on how volatile that stock is. So if you, if you, and that's how you know that when it gets up to three ATR, that's kind of unusual. And the probability is you're higher. It's going to pull back. That's what Tim was saying. And so it helps you realize when, even if you're stalking a stock, if it's two, if it's three ATRs up, you may say, you know what. I'm going to pass on this one right now because it's kind of extended. I'm going to wait until until it pulls back, and I'm going to find a better entry point. Now, with the ATRs, another t- point that Tim made that's very valid that I just don't want to get it lost in the shuffle. We use a lot of moving averages, the 21 exponential, the 8 is real short, then you got the 50-day simple. But that kind of tells you, Over the and the longer the moving average, the longer time frame that is, obviously. Well, the ATR kind of strips that away and it just says, okay, where is this in the last 21? It's a 21, right? Where is it in the last 21 days? What is the average range? So, regardless of whether you're above the 200 day or below the 200, it's just showing you where in this time frame this stock is right now, here and now. So, it just helps you to manage the position with consistency and you can treat stocks of different volatility in different sectors. You can kind of equalize them by position size. So they all, so you've got a, a yeah. portfolio where one stock won't cream
2: you. I, I think what Don, did I want to pull up Don's information here. Um, what Don just talked about there with um, how he's using, how he's taken ATR really made it his own. Um, to 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 give him more in different a different look at information, right? Is I don't know of any other shop doing that, and okay. that well well have you looked him? I don't know of any other shop talking about ATR the way we do.
0: And he's standardizing it for, that's, for the that, stock. That's, They're standardizing it for yeah. all the stocks, not just it's, stock in isolation. So if you're if you're at home, uh, if you're
2: listening to this audio, I would encourage you just if you go to Revere Asset. Uh, tomorrow's insights. I'll show you how to do this in a moment. Um, I'll show you where to get the video podcast. You can go on YouTube, by the way, and just hit Revere Asset Your Money, and you will see this podcast, uh, video podcast, show up. And listen to that section again with Don and his explanation. And if you still have questions, what separates us from everybody in the free world uh, and and what we do for a living here, uh, we're available to you, whether you're a client or not. Uh, We're here to empower and help as much as we possibly can. Uh, Don at revereasset.com. Hunter can explain the same thing to you, but if you want to talk to Don, he's available to you. You'd find him on, right there on Twitter too, D Vandenburg. If you want to reach out uh, that way, and so um, boy, that was that was a better segment than I thought it was going to be. I mean that I'm not well, being,
0: and, and you're not being sarcastic. It's just doing technical stuff can get pretty dry. Yeah, that actually went very. I was going to say and making it
2: making it so usable. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So that That's honor. also
1: why asking the question, how much cash do you have in your portfolio is the wrong question. If you have 50% cash and a portfolio full of stocks like Costco, it's different than having 50% cash and a, and a portfolio full of stocks like bros. That's why we adjust our uh, our exposure. When you hear us say what our adjusted beta is, it's because we're taking in the ATR of our positions, uh, not just saying what our cash position is because they're, it's, it's just I, not the right so, question and, to ask. It doesn't says, provide enough information.
0: Said in plain English, what Don just said is, you could actually have 50% cash, and if the stock is down one, if the s and is down 1%, you could still be down one or one and a half if the other 50% of the stocks are highly volatile, high beta stocks. Right. And, and that, that, that approach, too, is completely,
2: it's not discussed often, if it's discussed at all, uh, anywhere. And... I encourage you to just go back and listen to that entire, whatever the timestamp is where we talk about this, it's it's going to be listed in the podcast on the website and on YouTube. You can just hit the timestamps. You don't have to listen again to the nonsense about coffee. You can get right to uh, the red meat of that discussion. I'd like to go to a different topic.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, this is super interesting to me, uh, what's happening with Disney, but not, well, maybe, maybe it, it centers around, I mean, I, this is a political issue, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks, uh, I know I'm doing a good job. When I've gotten in the past, um, it's not hate mail, but i it's, was just about to say hate mail. It's well, there's some hate mail from both sides of the political aisle. Uh, I've been called a uh, either way. Yeah, I've been called either way, and I, I, I always have taken the tack that it doesn't matter. Uh, politics, I know politics and money mix, right? But uh, you got to be agnostic. But for us. We have to be, in this regard, we have to be uh, agnostic because we have to make money no matter who's in office or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or we have to be able to save you money no matter who's in office and what's going on. So that's why you don't hear me ever really talking politics. But almost, everyone knows what's going on. I assume, and I assume it's a dangerous word, everybody knows what's going on with Disney, right? There's no way everybody knows what's going on with Disney. Fair right? enough. So yeah, uh, Brief explanation. Uh, Disney is going through Disney is going through some times of tumult in Florida. Right? Growing right. pains, we call it. growing Disney, pains. Disney has a new CEO in the last couple of years. I, and that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, Bob, Ch- I don't know when Bob. Ch- is it Hunter? Can you just look up, please, real quick, when Bob Chapek J- took over? I think he's only been in the job for a year. And he I-
3: was he was supposed to take it in 2019.
2: COVID started. Uh, Bob Iger agreed to stay on uh, another in supplementary year. position for like a year and change. I think he's been so, there a year, like 2021, 2022. Yeah, yeah. Recent, recent, yeah, recent. Bob Chapek is. Um, from the surface, right? I'm, not, I'm clearly not inside of Disney. Might be the worst CEO hire in the history of companies right now. And I mean this. Whoa. Like Bob Chapek might, might be doing, uh, I mean, what a disservice he's doing to this company. But, I, but it, it's interesting to me what's happening here. So if you don't know, the latest blow uh, to Disney is, um, and a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know this. Disney has their own city. Like, yeah. uh, like, it's often talked about, you know, like Disney's its own thing in Florida. Self regulated. But, yeah. but Disney is a like 200 mile, 200 square mile wide self governing city. Yes. And now, uh, for, I mean, I, you need to think about when this has been established since 1967, right? I, yeah, I actually know a little bit about that. yeah yeah, so since Um, 67 yeah uh, back in the day walt disney wanted to build a park Uh, florida said well we have all this space of swampland we can't do anything with it he said tell you what i'll bring in all the infrastructure i'll build the roads i'll build the plumbing i'll do everything but you have to give me all the right basically it's mine forever that's the deal and so uh they did that deal and i've got some information on that we'll include this in the show links too if you want to read about it um this is super interesting that I mean, think about all the political strife that's happened since 1967. This dude who's running Disney right now steps in for just a little over a year and it's all going down the toilet. He's going to lose. There isn't a company in this country that wouldn't want self-regulating status. Well, and all the tax abatements. In yes. perpetuity. Huge. In perpetuity. Yeah. There Huge. isn't a company alive that wouldn't want to be self the country of Hunterville, right? Right. Hunter's his own entrepreneur, and we've got Hunterville.
0: They don't call it Disneyland for nothing. There you go. <laughs> it, It's literally Disney's land.
2: Yeah. And
0: well,
2: in this case, Bob Disney's Chapek world, but... steps in. This dolt of a human steps in. You're right. Name calling isn't appropriate here. What a dolt! What a dolt! What a dolt! I mean, think about all the political wrangling that's going on. I mean, there. This hasn't been a smooth ride from 67 to 22, right? No. It's been full of moments of zeitgeist and lightning and thunder. And and yet every CEO till this dude has managed to keep the peace with Florida politicians. It's crazy what's happening. And yet this guy figured out a way to just, I mean, Bob Iger's the one that nominated him. I can't believe for a second Bob Iger is such a horrible judge of talent that he nominated Chapek because he thought he was the best. And 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 a couple of these people that lost out in the in the running to become the Disney CEO, they've gone on to other roles at other companies, and they're doing just fine. Thank you very much. I think Bob Iger sabotaged Disney to make Bob Iger look great. No, that's, I, don't, that's, I don't know that's about like, that. That's, that's a conspiracy it's hard theory. To say, yeah. yeah, hard to say. But this is astounding. But it got me thinking more. So, over the last really two years, right, since the election in 2020, there's a bunch of companies that have gotten political, okay? Mm-hmm. And whether you agree with it or not, uh, that part I don't want to talk about as much, but I want to just go through this. This is what I, because I, I, it's just, look at this chart at Disney, right? And you're like, well, Tim, it's because of streaming. I'm like, dude, Disney's got a lot more than just Disney Plus, right? Travel's opening up. People are going. No. Yeah, also... like Disney's got a lot more going for it than just streaming. This is more than just streaming. This is bad management. And Don mentioned William O'Neill. And uh, William O'Neill uh, has this. It's called Slim, And um, one of the tenants is management. Like, like mm-hmm. n- new management can do wonders for a stock or a company. And new management can do horrible things for a stock. Nail in the coffin, yeah. I'm not saying Disney's going away, but I'm saying there's definitely mouse traps been set out, and they're catching a few mice. Mm-hmm. It's like they caught Minnie right now. <laughs> Mickey's still on the lam, and so. But then it got me thinking about um, what's happening with Elon Musk, right? And this chart, I, I get it, dude. Just don't, don't, don't yell at me through email. They're two different companies, two different things. Like this chart of Tesla, it's not that far off highs, right? Mm-hmm. Just go with the high, the price points here. What's happening with Elon Musk? But then it got me thinking about, okay, so Elon Musk is a prominent CEO. Bob Chapek, whether he wanted to be or not, is a prominent CEO. Mark Zuckerberg is a prominent CEO. Um, uh, we, did, we did Twitter. Twitter is language, TWTR. is <coughs> only uh, up today because of Elon Musk. But Jack Dorsey just, I mean, and everybody else who ran Twitter before Jack Dorsey, Really hasn't done much. I mean, it's been a decade of lost money almost with Twitter, right? Or just stagnant money. Mm-hmm. Just like they remember the lost decade 2000 to mm-hmm. 2010? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now the lost decade of Twitter, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, what about um, outspoken CEOs? How about Salesforce.com? Uh, Mark Benioff. I'm not saying these are bad people. Microsoft had oh, 18 about years this. of, of lost money with, uh, you're yeah, right. So, and here's Mark Benioff. And then, well, what about another company Jack Dorsey runs, Square, right? And so maybe it's checked or I don't, I don't know if I know where you're going with this, but I'm, I'm very yeah. intrigued. I'm yeah, going to go tell ahead. you that. This is the beauty of being an uh, esteemed graduate of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting on the stairs. Nobody on this podcast knows exactly where I'm going right. right now. The setup is t- tangible. Right. You can almost like, is he, is he going to go there? Is he going to yeah. get political? No, I'm no, not going to get political. Know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through a screen though. And look, I'm leaving out big swaths of things, okay? I get it. There's a, what I'm about to say um, could be applied to a bunch of other companies, but Mm -hmm. notice these are all kind of techie, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, on um, my weekly videos on Wednesday nights, I've been giving you a screen over like the last six weeks. And that screen uh, has been typically a moving average stack. And recently I've added moving average stack plus 2% yield. Because that's what's been in, that, those are the stocks. Been in vogue. Been in vogue. Because how are you going to get over the hurdle of inflation? Well, 2% minimum yield isn't going to get you over the hurdle of inflation. Some of these have more. But the minimum, the floor, is 2%. But I want moving average stack. Well, what's moving average stack? You know, the 8 above the 21, 21 above the 34, 34 above the 50, 50 above the 21. Okay? And I do have a 5 on there, but the 5 is too short for my screening purposes. E-
0: for people to e- understand that easier, that means short-term momentum is a little stronger than mid-term momentum that's stronger than longer-term momentum.
2: So the stocks that have been coming up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the list that uh, I went over. And by the way, I've offered this screen to anybody who wants it. I'll send you uh, the guts of it and you can have it and you can love it and hug it and do whatever you want with the screen. But I want to show you these stocks, okay? And, I'm, and these are the exact same stocks that I gave you uh, Wednesday. By the way, want to find any of our videos? Before I give you that list, want to find any of our videos? You go to tomorrow's insights at revereasset.com. You simply scroll down. You can choose the podcast, which I talked about earlier, right? Oh, that's where you find the Dow with Danny. By the way, for anybody out there that is offended by the pictures that we do on, uh, I mean, come on, Danny's been curling weights at home. Nobody's offended by. Well, hold on, nobody's. Offended. That's right. Oh, you'd be surprised, my friend. Would I? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so look at da- Danny's going, Oh, I couldn't tell if Danny's like, don't talk about people writing in upset about the screenshots or if you've been really doing curlies for the girlies.
1: Both. Both. I don't, so, I don't think it was that one. I think it was the one before when he was laughing.
2: Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm sorry. It wasn't curlies for the, it was this one. Oh, what? The, the, the Dukes Hazard one? I think so. Right. Boss that, Hog? Boss Hog. Yeah. So, these are actually it's a game within a game stock nerds they're not meant to offend they're meant to give you an insight into if you have not read the show notes what we're about to talk about and see if you can guess it before you actually listen right we're trying to bring people into the tent it's password it's, yeah. it's a classic game show from the 70s and 80s, long before the 70s and 80s and so it's just a running joke folks just us having fun i don't even know zach doesn't even tell us what's going on in the he's creating it as the show goes on i can't imagine what's this week's so anyway by the way if you have a picture of adult and bob chapek that might work bob chapek's going on there for sure bob chapek i 100%. mean 100 <sighs> he has a bob chapek has a look about him yeah that doesn't inspire confidence Do you, can okay. we say that i don't know confident bald no, man i mean that's confidence yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, i will take that back. <laughs> so um, so I'm going to go over, by the way, if you want that list, what I was going to do, tomorrow's insights, and all like Hunter's videos where he's giving out all this great stock of information, Don's videos, it's all on the website. We don't ever take anything off. It doesn't. We care more about uh, the purity of the information and the authenticity of the information. We never pull anything down. Because it's not about being right or wrong. It's about when you're wrong, take action, and when you're right, how to let your winners run. And you'll see that in all of our videos. Anyway, so uh, back to the list real quickly. So just look at these stocks. So AA, which is uh, Alcoa, having a rough week, right? But I just, you're going to, there's a commonality. I started, I was doing this list. I was doing, I was prepping, thinking about Bob Chapek. This is, this stock broke. So here's Thursday, Friday, right? They reported earnings, okay? But on Wednesday, holding at the 50 day, how about ADM, supermarket to the world? That's a good-looking chart there, Ed. Like ADM, near, near all-time highs, right? Not, not too shabby on a tough day in the market, holding to 21. You'll kind of take that. AIG, right? Look at AIG, the American International Group. Almost, almost caused the world to end in 2008, but they're back, baby. And so uh, down to the 50-day. If you don't know that story, you'll have to just Google AIG in 2008. Uh, Caterpillar. No,
0: thanks to the Fed and the government. Uh, they're still in business.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Caterpillar. How about COP? Is it the COPS or is it Phillips? And so I know my charts are a little slow um, today. It's thinkorswim. Could be the computer, who knows. But these aren't bad charts. How about one, we'll do two more, EOG, and then we'll do, um, okay, here's EOG. We'll
0: just show the others. It makes it obvious.
2: Right, and then XOM. So you can say, well, Tim, are you about to say uh, they all come from like the same group? They're more industrial? No. What dawned on me As I was doing this,
3: is I don't know who any of these CEOs are.
2: None of them are outspoken. I don't know any of their political views. And that to me is really interesting. Because right now, the market, whether whether it's the market has turned. And and we always talk about price, you know, like the market has turned in terms of price. What worked in 2020, 2019, 2021, is not 2022. And right now, the uh, activism, whether you agree with it or not, and I'm taking no stance here, the activism stocks or the the companies that, that seem to be doing things other than their main focus in life seem to be struggling. And you could say, well, Tim, uh, of course, tech's struggling. Tech's, you know, the dollar's up. We'll look at the dollar here in a moment. Dollar's up, and, and the Fed's going to raise. And
0: and yet, but 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 Tesla. Look, the bottom line is the ones that are getting political, no matter which side you're on, you're going to piss off 50% of the country. Right. And you're going to, like, Disney right now has parents and people boycotting and dropping their streaming services in droves because they stepped in it. They wanted to enter the political arena. And that's what you're saying. That you just got well, well, a little bit.
2: Uh, it's not as simplistic as that because there's been a movement with companies to um, it's interesting. Like the, like it used to be, you just kind of show up to work mm-hmm. and, and Zach, you might have an, a thought on this and I'm always welcome to hear it. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, like you just showed up to work, but now a lot of these companies, like uh, if I put up here, Netflix, like I don't know anything about Reed Hastings views on things. I don't, I don't follow Reed. Hey, I mean, Obviously, Netflix is losing subscribers. Don's got Don. That was Don Tough. I know Don's Tough, and Don's got something to say about this. Netflix, Netflix has been in the news recently. Yeah, like, man. He's yeah. Bob
1: Tapeck with hair.
2: There, there you go. <laughs> I think
1: scathing
2: <laughs> critique. Oh, that is Woo! that is a scathing critique. But like Netflix is That's no my
0: Rick Flair thing. Woo! You didn't mm-hmm. like
2: that? I did like that.
0: Woo The Nation like, Boy Dan Stewart. There you go.
2: Oh my God! There's oh my a gosh. lot of choices here for this week's uh, tile. Um, but Netflix has channels. Uh, they have email distribution lists. They have Slack channels devoted to political discussions. Mm-hmm. And this is real treacherous. And you've seen this with Spotify come out. Like uh, a lot of people don't like that Joe Rogan's platformed on Spotify. They want him gone within the company and Spotify just shut him down. And um, Zillow has had this issue. A couple startups um, have had this issue. And and you can we can even step out of the political arena. If anyone knows the company Fast, it's fast.com or it's fast.co. They had one-step checkout. Uh, recently, they were a startup. They weren't a public company. They blew through 110 million dollars uh, in within a year and are now gone. And a lot of criticism has fallen on their uh, their CEO, who is running it. His name is Dom. Um, he's from Australia because he was he spent more time coaching startups on Twitter, giving his opinions about things, and not going out and finding customers. Right. They made on 30, it was like 30, 300, it was, a, they only made $600,000 in revenue last year. For the amount of employees Fast had on staff, they would have, if they would have all taken one Uber Eats trip, as an Uber Eats driver, they would have made more revenue than they did in 2021. And yet they blew through $110 million. And my point here is, it almost seems like the market wants companies to stick to their knitting, right? And so what should Netflix be doing? Activism? Or how about produce content people want to watch so they don't leave you?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Twitter. Twitter has a bid because uh, the platform could be so much more if you get rid of the bots, there's the direct messaging on Twitter is secure. Like there's a lot of things companies can A lot be, of positives. But, yeah. yeah, like there's a lot, not just as a, as a social communication tool, but it's, it's a very secure tool with great technology that could be used uh, by Bay. Like it would be used by a lot of things. And, and yet it languishes for 10 years. And I think now, it, I think we're in this movement of management. And Disney, which has so much more going for it than just Disney Plus. By the way, I'm a big fan of Disney Plus. I've got a bunch of young kids, and uh, they all like uh, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Uh, they Bluey. Bluey is the best show on television.
1: Bluey is unnaturally good. I love Bluey. It's really
2: good. Yeah, there's a new season coming out this summer. Well, it's already out in Australia where it's from, but um, they're a Blue Heeler family, mm-hmm. Daniel. Bluey is like, the. can we get a Bluey on, this, on the uh, A lot of characters on here. Yeah, it's going to be a menagerie, cavalcade. Nora's having a Bluey birthday party uh, Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. She's turning two. And so, um, loves herself some Bluey. Um, Something here is amiss with Disney. And and I suspect it has everything to do with management. And I would not be shocked one bit, and I'm not saying anything new here, if there wasn't a management shakeup coming within the next 90 days. No, oh, if not um, sooner. Um, if not sooner. You really think 90 days? Oh, oh they're yeah. getting slaughtered. Okay, hold on. It's worth mentioning Disney CEOs typically stick around for like two
1: decades. Like he no, barely has got This guy will not last. He, they He's just back, came out but, of
0: a but, pandemic. But Disney, don't but Disney think... CEOs don't normally lose their tax abatements costing them $600 million every oh, year in perpetuity and lose 25, 30% of their they, m- Revenue. And
2: imagine in- you're the mayor of your city and you lost your city. You just came out of, <laughs> came out of a pandemic. Your parks just opened back up. They were losing a million dollars a day. He lost. Done, he lost I understand. Re- they're in a bad spot now, but I mean. He lost his t- city. It takes time to. You're the mayor of Zachville. Out. No, no, no. Of, of to,
0: eight Zackville's Zach, across the world. Zach, right? just from a couple months ago. Yes. He's lost a ton of their revenue. Wow. People are dropping People have said they're not even going to go to Disney anymore. But, oh, but Disney's this, not you know, they in that, in, in everything. that same everything. You watch you know, a
1: sport on television,
2: you're watching Disney. In, like, they... in that same vein, yeah. look at <laughs> this. This is, this is a really good follow on Twitter, speaking of Twitter. Yeah, John, John Ehrlichman, oh, it's going to reset.
0: I want to know what the over and under is for uh, I mean, I don't him. think
2: he'll last. Yeah. I just don't think 90 days is. <laughs> Netflix has lost a little bit more than this now. In the last five months, Netflix has lost $200 billion in valuation. <laughs> just reported what they lost a quarter million subscribers in the last quarter? Two yeah, yeah. 200,000? Sweet baby Jesus. 200 million 200 billion dollars in market cap. Gone. PayPal I don't think the same thing. I don't think Reed Hastings. I mean, is What'd on, you say, Hunter? I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: I just said PayPal also lost yep. 200 billion in pretty much the same time frame. Yeah,
2: I don't think Reed Hastings is outside. They, they survived younger Reed Hastings, younger management of a lot of these companies survived 99, survived 08. In theory, we're not in a uh, 99, oh, you know, 2000, 2001 timeframe. We're not in an 08 frame. We're coming out of this pandemic. And you lost, I don't think Reed Hastings is untouchable here either.
3: Management is going to be the reoccurring theme for the rest of 2020. I, I,
2: I, there's got to be a, a, a leader. There, there's a leadership issue here with a lot of these companies. And Wall Street, uh, through, through re-evaluating, reevaluating price, is going to demand that these companies all go back to what made they're, them. Yeah, their
0: core business. Yeah. Well, so, so I want to say it a little bit differently than what you just did. Okay. So they're entering in and they're becoming very political whether it's conservative or liberal, doesn't matter. They piss off half their base. Right. They start losing customers, and they start losing revenues, and then Wall Street revalues them because they said, now you're not making $100 million every month. Now you're making $50 million a month. You don't deserve that P.E. Yeah. We're going to readjust you. Yep. And that's, that's a, what's happening. Yeah. And uh, whether,
2: it'll be interesting to see if the boards, the boards, uh, the board of directors, you know, if the boards, which has been a hot topic, especially with Twitter, step in here. And I mean, how much how much slower can PayPal go? It's not your friend. PayPal is not your friend right now. All right, Hunter, what you got, man?
4: Yeah, man, I got uh, some different stuff today. There's obviously not much positive out there in the markets in general. Uh, so we're gonna be on kind of a different area, and I talked about it a little bit in yesterday's video, but. Uh, airlines are kind of the interesting area of the market that's bucking the trend. So, if you could pull up UAL, uh, and a lot of these have reversed uh, as the day has gone on, but these are charts. I mean, I think American is still slightly green, United's up about 2% or so. Uh, so, these airlines have made really big moves over the course of the last week or two. Uh, kind of started with Delta Airlines uh, when they reported earnings, getting them through some areas of resistance that they haven't been able to get through in a while. And a lot of this is due to the fact that airline tickets have almost doubled for the most part over the course of the last three to four months which in turn means that these companies are now going to be profitable faster than the market was anticipating obviously uh the stock prices is, is reflective of that and rewarding them so uh you've got airlines kind of bucking the major trend in the market for the longest they have been absolute garbage uh but here we are as the market is not doing well we've actually got airlines showing relative strength and moving higher. In that same breath, we've also seen hotels start to act relatively well. You can pull up MAR, uh, and basically anything over the last two days is most likely gonna not have some pretty candles. But just look at, uh, on a daily, where it's at here uh, on MAR. It's uh, still relatively close to its recent 52-week highs. I mean, it did have a nasty pullback there off of 195, but we're just at the 8 EMA here on Marriott, Uh, HLT, Is another name in the space kind of more or less the same pattern below the eight nasty reversal but the point here is this travel area and it's not necessarily the names like airbnb and that kind of stuff it's hotels uh airline stocks showing a bit of relative strength now that might be a flash in the pan uh, and ultimately not last very long but i just want to bring that to the viewers because uh it is something we haven't seen particularly with the airlines uh they have been Prone to show relative weakness over the last twelve to eighteen months, but over the last couple of weeks, they've shown some pretty immense relative strength. Uh, Moving along, I actually just ran across this a second ago uh, because I was looking for Fastly because I was just curious where Fastly was trading. But Old Fastenal, F A S T, is the ticker there. Uh, And the the theme for what I'm about to talk about is basically. Parts. Sunol sells all kinds of stuff for construction supply parts, right? Washers, you know, bolts, all, anything you can imagine. Uh, and this is actually a decent-looking chart, as you can see here. It's putting in a decent handle today at the top of the range. Uh, and the other stock that's not the same area but a similar concept is AZO AutoZone, right? They sell auto parts. And you know, these are obviously very these are defensive companies. They have fair valuations. But look at the charts of these versus. The charts of you know say Google or what have you. Uh, so names like AutoZone, O'Reilly's, Bassinol, these names are acting relatively well. And then you've got names like Google, which uh, had been acting well up until a couple of days ago, or a couple. Of, it really just kind of fell off the cliff here in the last two or three days, like a lot of tech stocks have. But we've, we're seeing the more defensive staple stocks show relative strength still, and as the case with AZO with O'Reilly's, those auto, or auto parts supplier companies, Fastenal, kind of the same thing in a different space. Uh, so that's really all I've got. We've got the travel stocks, particularly the airlines uh, showing some relative strength. And then you've got names like Fastenal and AutoZone showing some relative strength. But outside of that, really there's not a ton of positive out there. You pulled up ADM earlier. That is one of the better looking charts, but we're starting to see some of those commodity related names like you showed, AA, uh, they're starting to give way. You can pull up FCX as well, Tim. This is another one that just reported earnings. Uh, down 10% yesterday, now down about 6% today. Uh, so we're starting to see some of those areas give way a little bit. Fertilizers kind of doing the same thing. Uh, but there are some stocks that are trying to hang on, like, for example, steel stocks. You could pull up uh, STLD or X. Those were trying to uh, stay green today, but they have given up the ghost and gone red. Uh, and, you know, with Alcoa making the move that it has, FCX making the move that it has. Uh, It's not necessarily looking too rosy for some of these uh, steel stocks and commodity stocks, at least over the last few days. They've started to break in ways that we really haven't seen for the better part of the last three or four months. That's all I got, man. That's today's info for me.
2: I love it. I love it, man. Um, Don, there has been a lot of movement. Uh, Don does on Friday nights. He'll do the 21 over 21. Uh, And you can find that uh, special video Don does uh, two videos a week and that very special 21 over 21 video of course is at revereasset.com. Right here uh, go to tomorrow's insights and it will be uh, the next video up in up here
1: uh, For your viewing pleasure. Don what you got man? Yeah, I might as well just borrow the bloodbath uh, term from Hunter's title last night and apply it to tonight's title but Uh, We're seeing, we saw big cracks yesterday with a big negative reversal in the indices and really a lot of the stocks that have been holding up taking taking big hits and we're following through to the downside on that today. We have, we're down to, we're up to like 95% cash in our portfolio and uh, less than a 0.1 adjusted beta. Uh, one of the sectors that had been holding up and that had that we have been long in but sold out of the gate this morning was xlv healthcare stocks uh started with some earnings uh earnings weakness and some of them earlier this week and it followed through uh last night and this morning on some earnings weakness and xlv is a failed breakout now you can see those two green candles uh right to the left of the high that's labeled in the chart that you saw, show there. And then there was uh, a decent pullback in consolidation right into the 21, bounced off of the 21, uh, tried to uh, go up, but then a big key reversal with that yellow candle yesterday, and then a big gap down and we're at the low of the day on XLV. Now we sold our XLV right out of the gate this morning. One of the reasons was, uh, let's take a look at these charts, EW. Was on our uh, watch list as one of the possible healthcare leaders. Uh, it gave it up today. Big move down. Um, ISRG. Oh, they reported. Yeah. And uh, that's not a good candle, obviously. Uh, HCA, a hospital stock. Uh, you know, you think that, you'd think, look at that.
0: Uh, wow. That's
1: now THC 20%. Or, yeah, THC earlier this week. This is one that really got my attention because um, there's not that many variety of sectors in healthcare. You've got products, you've got hospitals, you've got managed care, you've got a couple of more of them. But uh, when one of the stocks in, the, uh, in one of the sectors get, gets hit, it typically follows through to the rest of them. So uh, we think healthcare is done. One that's bucking the trend, JNJ. Uh, is uh, had a decent reaction to earnings, but that's about the only one that's uh, still standing. Uh, take a look at LLY. Also, this was a leader, and it just drip, drip, drip over the last uh, couple of weeks, and then uh, accelerating to the downside the last two days. Regeneron was a was a leader that's starting to give it up to REGN. SWAV was another one that uh, had been leading for a while. And was on our list of uh, stocks to watch if the market uh, got better, but you're gonna see two ugly candles on that one. Yep. And IHI, this is an ETF of uh, medical products. You think, how could medical products be bad, right? But basically, what this is, is uh, people are just selling, you're getting out of the market, you're taking, uh, losing your cash to inflation sitting in a money market is better than losing your cash to the market at a at a rate of inflation plus some. Uh, so not a good sign at all for the market. Uh, trying to get through the 200 day, bring up the Q's Tim, QQQ. Now there was a lot of optimism pre-market uh, Thursday on the Tesla gap up, and the Q's went right into the top of its range and then just Powell was speaking yesterday. He started talking about, yeah, we're definitely going 50 basis points and there's going to be more of those and it's going to happen quick. He started, he mentioned the word demand in his speeches several times. They're really trying to attack demand to attack inflation. Uh, we brought that up on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but that's that's absolutely what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so the Q's uh, big outside negative reversal broke their recent low of the range and followed through to the downside. Uh, Start at the look at the left uh, where you've got that red arrow, Tim, mm-hmm. uh, to the far left of the screen at the top. That arrow that really started the downtrend at the beginning of the year. Oh, one second, and I'm then sorry. yeah, oh, yeah up okay. the chart Here, here we go. Okay, there we go. A lot, a lot of uh, market corrections take three legs down. You can see the first leg down there that bottomed at the end of January. A little bit of a bounce. There's the second leg down. There's another bounce, and uh this looks like it's the beginning of the third uh the third uh leg down uh the third leg down got paused with the undercut and rally you see that uh green arrow you've got right around 315 yeah that was an undercut but a quick reclaim that red led to this most recent rally uh but now we've given back 75 80 percent of that rally broke through the recent range to the downside and we're on alert for uh follow through to that third leg down to the downside so no time to be a hero Everything that was holding up got hit on Thursday and following up to the downside on Friday, uh, defense oils, fertilizers, uh, base metal stocks. Uh, you know, you wouldn't expect Alcoa to get hit the way it did yesterday. Cause you know, there's a big demand aluminum, right? Steel stocks held up. Nucor had a big gap up, gave it all back up. And uh, by the end of the day yesterday and following through to the downside today, so definitely not a time to be a hero. Um, and I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit more in the 21 over 21 list, which is going to lose at least half of its members from last week. I've got, I still, by the end of the day, I might not have enough to replace those ones that it's losing. And again, that tells us about the health of the market. And that's one of the signals that we use when determining, uh, how our leaders gauge should be reflected, uh, in the trend gauge that we update in our, in our nightly videos. So. Not a lot of good to say.
0: So, so, Don, what you're saying is a 21 over 21, maybe just the 10 over 21 or the 12 over it, 21. It
1: may be. Okay. It may be, but that's, uh, that, that proves, it's, that serves a purpose too. It tells you a lack of leadership. The market can't go up with a lack of leadership. Yeah, and, and, it's and simple.
0: You know, so earlier before I came into the show, I, I was looking at the portfolio because, we're like Don said, we're heavy in cash, and I guess we were down about 0.15 or 0.2%. And right now, and so I don't know where we are now. Maybe just a little bit more, because we're almost all in cash. The markets are down 1.6 to 1.8 percent, depending on the indices you're looking at. That doesn't mean it won't bounce tomorrow Monday. All it means is the risk is very high right now. There's higher probabilities it's going to go lower than higher. And right now, it's like Don said, it's not time to be a hero. It's time to 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 be defensive because there's too many. There's a a, a lot of times when all the stars line up, everything's Jupiter's in line with Mars, everything's perfect, and it's easy to make money. There's other times it's very, very hard, and it's not nearly as easy, and it's very choppy. That's one of those times. Now's not the time to take big risk. So the difference between active management, what we do in like a pie chart with some mutual funds where you buy and hold and just stay the course is... It's not so much about your risk tolerance. I know you as a listener has been told by Wall Street it's about your risk tolerance. It's really about how much risk is in the market, the sector, the stock itself, and, and or the bonds. And b- bonds are down double digit this year. And so you want to dial up and down the risk of the portfolio depending on what the market is doing, not your risk tolerance. Look, when the market's going up, everybody wants in and everybody wants to be, quote, more risky. When the market's going down, everybody turns into a wimp. And so even though that risk tolerance thing sounds good, when it hits the fan and all of a sudden you're down 20, 25, 30%, you will hit your pain threshold, most people will, and you'll go uncle and you'll sell out at just the wrong time. That's the time you should be buying and holding after you're already down 30 or 35%. But people get, fear gets involved, and that's why having a sell discipline, it makes it a smoother, easier ride. You know uh, what it is
2: time for? It's time for you to do the short outro (laughs) every week. (laughs) And let me get to the one last thing, which is very important this week. So just do the short one where you tell them, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. You sound like Yosemite Sam on mud flaps. And then we'll, you like that, Zach?
0: (laughs) And then we'll, uh. We'll get to the better one. better than the woman with her knees up. You've seen that one, right? Uh, on oh, mud flaps. I know. the mud flaps. Right. Yeah, the yeah. little Sweet silhouette. We're still, no, talk- no. Wow. still talking no, about the mud no, flaps. The mud, Ran with the mud, mud flaps. The mud That's flaps. That's all you that either was. You either see, no, I didn't mean that bad. Yeah, I, you yeah, either, You either, you yeah, either yeah, see. You either see Yosemite Sam, or you see the silhouette of the
4: woman like truck nuts of mud flaps. Oh my God, Hunter, did you?
0: Hunter, did you?
2: Did you turn white like I did when he started?
4: I was I was caught off guard there. For yeah, I, I you. Right. I'm here. Come on, guys, keep up. For you. keep up, keep up. You right. guys are. Yeah, too-
0: yeah, yeah. Zach knew what I was talking I was, about. Yeah, I was here for him. Matt, yeah. were yeah. you? Yeah. I, he got his he got his ma- he got his doctorate in the uh, Connecticut school sca- <laughs> Upscares school of broadcasting. Upscares? Upstairs. upscared, upscared. That was Tim's dispinion. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Uh, All right, folks. Listen, if you if (laughs) if you like what you heard, we try to make it fun. Finance can be pretty dry in the market, so we try to try to give you some entertainment while we're giving you some good, valuable information, so you can make money, or more importantly, not lose money, or lose as much money when the market's getting creamed. Um, folks, listen. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor, send them to RevereAsset.com. And they can sign up at the top. There's a a, um, a sign up button. You can sign up for our, our it says subscribe. You can, it'll, there are, are this podcast as well as our daily market insights video we do every day the market's open. We'll go right into their inbox. We won't spam them. We won't reach out to them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us if they want a complimentary portfolio review, some planning, or they just have some topic they'd like us to discuss On the air. And you don't have to become a client. If you want to know something about a stock you own, uh, give us a call. You can also email any of us Dan at RevereAsset.com, Tim, Don, or Hunter at RevereAsset.com. And you can always call us old school at 855 RealWealth.
2: On a connected device, just hit the phone button and it connects you right to, it'll connect you right to America's Fiduciary right there, Daniel Stewart. So, real quick, um, commodities are getting crushed today. Look, this, this is um oh I, I you know it was interesting when we, Hunter was talking about Don was talking about AA it almost seems like these reactions are like over like I know it's an opinion like it feels overdone right mm-hmm. like like is demand being forecasted that much like to be less like are they really creating demand destruction this quickly by you know just by the Fed talking not even doing anything. Just talking.
0: I think the markets are saying the Fed always overshoots the mark and they always overdo it, whether it's stimulus and, and greasing the wheels or, or tightening when they do tighten. Mm-hmm. And so they're worried that they're going to overdo it.
2: Probably a little bit of both here with what I'm going to say. I, it's also probably the most, one of the most overcrowded trades
0: oh, in the market. Yeah,
2: and so it's scaring out a bunch of weaker hands. But it doesn't matter. Price is price. Yeah. But this is what needs to relent. This is not relenting. This is the dollar, and I've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I mentioned the dollar. You're not going to see any relief in the market until the dollar comes down, and the dollar has now. The dollar has hit a level, a major level. Like right now, this red line I have drawn on my chart is a major, major pausing point. I'm not saying it can't break through. Let me put this on a weekly chart. But if the dollar were to continue higher, and what you're seeing here, because what might confuse? why, Why? Why even talk about this? What might confuse somebody? Um, What has changed between last week, the week prior, with commodities and and mosaic and fertilizers and all this demand for the ags and whatnot uh, and the metals, and now, and it has so much to do with the dollar. Now, uh, the dollar is causing upward pressure.
0: And confirming raising ra- raising yeah. rates strengthens
2: the dollar. And, and look, you can go, this is a weekly chart here, but look at 2020. You know that's the start of the day. Look how the dollar spikes here. And what did the market do for three weeks? It's not till the dollar started to come off that you found relief. And by the end of March, beginning of April, that's over in this time frame here, the market started to recover, and the market really starts recovering during the summer. Look at what the dollar was doing that year. Now you're back here, you're back to pandemic levels of the dollar, and if the dollar were to reach up here and take this out, you're going to see most likely a whoosh, a waterfall whoosh in equities. And that, that might be the clearing signal we need.
0: That right, might- and you know, on, on a kind of contrarian view yeah. that people may not realize, because people thinking, well, if interest rates rise, the bonds are going, going to get hit, going to yeah. get crushed, right? Well, if the stock market sells off enough, if it does, you could actually see a, quote, flight to quality. I hate to use that word, but a flight into investment grade and treasury bonds just as a safe haven. Yeah. It'll be a shorter term, but don't be surprised if that happens. But again, right now, bonds are down double digit for the year. I don't know if people know that. Bonds, most, most bond sectors are down 12. We've, we've tried 12. to tell people that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and here's the thing.
2: So uh, why even bring all this up? You need to have your watch list sharpened. Like it, and, and if you would getting your teeth kicked in by the market, uh, this is not, I, take a break, okay? But you come back and listen to Don's video tonight, listen to Hunter's videos from this week, and sharpen the watch list. Because if you get the waterfall whoosh and it's, and it's shaping up. And so if the dollar just goes a little bit higher here, now look at what's happening with the put-call. So the put-call ratio is at 1.2. Okay, that, That's a start. We need this moving. I, I would like to see. It doesn't mean we need. I'd like to see this moving average come up here closer to the 0.9 level. And then maybe we start to see some kind of intermediary, uh, intermediary uh, bottoming. And look here. like You get up to this level over here. The put-call ratio starts to, the 10-day moving average starts to move up. And look at what you're putting in here. And so um, that's the S&P is on the bottom of that chart. L- let's see if we can get away. I don't think you've seen a whoosh yet. And, and I, you need to see massive ticks to the downside, like just people throwing in the towel globally. And then, um, and then I think you, you want to have that watch list ready for action.
0: Folks, have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. On your money.
1: Unless we're up scared by some extrogenous event. <laughs>